Welcome to the Episcopal Church of the Holy Communion. We're so glad you have joined us for this audio sermon. You can find a full archive of sermons on our website, holycommunion.net. Today's sermon is by me, the Reverend Mike Angel, Rector of Holy Communion. It was preached on June 28th for Pride Sunday. In the name of the loving, liberating, life-giving God. Pride is canceled. In big block letters, the cardboard ridges were depressed under the weight of a heavy marker, each letter thick. The words were almost carved into the sign as much as marked. Pride is canceled. And then underneath, in a more cursive, lilting font, until black trans lives matter. I saw the sign at a recent demonstration that started just a couple of blocks from my house in Tower Grove Park. The march made its way up past the Botanic Garden, up to the Trans Memorial Garden in the Grove. Pride is canceled until black trans lives matter. And the sign echoed the sentiment of the whole march, and I wanted to find the organizers and congratulate them. They had successfully accomplished one of the central works of people of faith. The organizers had reinterpreted. They had reinterpreted Pride's cancellation. Months ago, it was decided that Pride would be postponed, if not canceled. Early in the pandemic, early in the closures, the LGBTQ plus community postponed or canceled Pride Fests all over the country. This community has experience with a pandemic. We didn't wait. Our church is usually pretty empty the last weekend in June not as empty as it is this morning as I preach the sermon with just a few volunteers here. But our church is usually pretty empty the last weekend in June because we gather downtown. We join the parade. But first we pray with people of all sorts of faith. I love pride and I especially love celebrating it with my church. So I was sad when pride was canceled by the pandemic. But when I saw that sign, pride is canceled until black trans lives matter. I thought, well, that is a powerful reinterpretation. My text for this morning's short sermon is one of the texts that we often reinterpret. Genesis 22 tells the story of the Akedah, the binding of Isaac. In early Christianity, the binding of Isaac was reread as a prototype of the crucifixion. The father, willing to sacrifice the son, was seen as an echo of what happened on Good Friday. If we are meant to hear echoes of Isaac and Abraham in the story of Jesus' crucifixion, I need to point out a key difference. Isaac is saved. Jesus dies. The difference in the stories, I would argue, is in who acts as judge, who decides who lives and dies. 
In the story of the crucifixion, human beings are given chance after chance to prevent Jesus' death. The religious authorities, the civil authorities, even the crowd itself is given the chance to stop the machinations. But on Good Friday, we shout, crucify him. I agree with the prophet Isaiah, whose words are often quoted to to describe the crucifixion. By a perversion of justice, he was taken away. In the Gospels, we watch the mockery of a trial that occurs. Jesus was condemned to die by human authority. We human beings killed God's child and called it justice. When perfect love came down, when God's word became incarnate, our sinful world could not handle what was happening. By a perversion of justice, we did away with perfect love. Or so we thought. But let's put all that in the background. And let's come back to this startling text. In the story of Genesis 22, Isaac carries the wood on which he will be sacrificed. For 12 days, Abraham's sad party, and they made their way to the mountain. Remember, Isaac is the child who was promised. Isaac is the one for whom Abraham and Sarah had waited. This is the beloved son, the text tells us. And somehow, Abraham has gotten it into his head that Isaac must be sacrificed. In the Hebrew scriptures, Scholars tell us that there seems to be a concern that God might demand firstborn children. It's a worry that comes from the cultural context. But to me, this story is the definitive answer to that worry. God says to Abraham, do not stretch out your hand. God doesn't demand us to sacrifice our children. That may seem obvious to us. It may seem like the worry of an ancient people. Surely no modern religion is so barbaric, right? I have to confess, this is the first time I have read this text on Pride Weekend. I've often, as I said, been out of church, down at the festival. And it is powerful to read these words from Genesis on Pride Weekend. It leads me to another reinterpretation You see, I know too many parents who believed they needed to sacrifice their kids in the name of religion. I know too many LGBTQ plus people who lost their family when they came out because their family believed that's what God required. And so today's story comes as good news. Our God is not that kind of God. Our God is not that kind of God. We believe in a God whose best name is love. We believe in a God who wants us to love and who wants us to know ourselves and to be fully known. We believe in a God who can bless more than one kind of marriage. We believe in a God who stops parents from sacrificing their kids in the name of religion. Holding the binding of Isaac up against the crucifixion of Jesus is a 2,000-year tradition for Christians. When you do, you see a stark contrast. When God is the judge, 
God's children are safe. When people are the judge, the outcome isn't guaranteed. Our world is hurting. It is. You've heard it from this pulpit for several weeks now. Our world needs to hear the words, Black Lives Matter. Our world needs to hear the words, Black Trans Lives Matter. Because every time one of God's children is murdered, every time it happens at the snap judgment of a government official, that is a perversion of justice. When the mayor of St. Louis tries to punish protesters by releasing their names and contact information on a public broadcast, exposing them to hate mail and intimidation, that is a perversion of justice. As an aside, I have to say, as a gay man, it is very satisfying to stand in a pulpit and use the word perversion for an elected official especially on Pride Weekend. You see, it turns out that in the Bible, that word is about a lot more than sex. It's a perversion to treat anyone as less than God's beloved child. Calling injustice justice, that's a perversion. The irony about the sign that was held up on the march near my house a couple weeks ago, it's this. That sign may have said pride is canceled, but that protest was one of the better pride marches I have ever seen. There was laughter. There was joy. You get a bunch of trans folk of color and LGBTQ plus activists together, there is bound to be laughter. There is bound to be joy. I was jealous of some of the beautiful masks that were worn in that march and the wigs. There were some fantastic outfits. As far as I'm concerned, you can keep the big corporate pride, the floats for Home Depot and Wells Fargo. If that's what's canceled, keep it. The march down Tower Grove Avenue was one of the best pride marches I've seen because of the joy. It was a sort of Easter joy, a defiant joy. There's a certain joy to be found When you know something to be true that the world has yet to realize. Black lives matter. Black trans lives matter. They do. God does not need us to scapegoat anybody. God does not need us to exclude anybody. In fact, I believe God leads the way on the march. God has known this truth all along. God has loved folks all along, and the message of Christians is that God will redeem even the most difficult stories. That's the other key difference in the stories. When Jesus died, the human authorities thought they had won, but they didn't have the last word. God had the last word. Jesus' resurrection is a witness to the power of God's love even over the machinations of death. Even when the world is loveless, even when the world would sacrifice some of our siblings, God will conquer. God will have the last word. As people who follow the loving, liberating, life-giving God, it is our work 
to take the knives out of the hands of those who think they are enacting justice. And God takes pride when we keep on marching. Amen.